All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in key words. For the segment, we're joined by Adam this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. All right, let's jump right in. As always, we're going to try to clarify some of these major headlines for you this morning, starting with our first pick of the day. Moon in Austria. Uh, President Moon Jae-in has been busy in Austria with various meetings with top officials and his counterpart, namely. So what what's our big takeaway from this sit-down? Yeah, President Moon Jae-in certainly has a busy schedule in Europe. He certainly has been out and about. Uh, <laughs> he had a, a meeting with President Alexander van der Bellen. Uh, the two agreed to deepen partnership in science and high-tech fields. Mm. Uh, Moon became actually the first South Korean president to travel formally to Austria since the two nations forged diplomatic ties in 1892. So that's Curly. more than a... That's more than a century since the South Korean uh, president made an official visit. Yeah, I think that's very telling, right? I mean, it's in line with what's to come, the anniversary of that diplomatic ties next year, but Mm. also the fact that maybe it's a priority now, too, for the two two countries, too. Exactly. Uh, I mean, Korea has been famous for forging a lot of diplomatic ties and exchanges and stuff like that. Sure. Austria has been added to the list, I guess. Uh, right. And the, the pair also uh, discussed climate change as mm. well, and as well as the Korean Peninsula security situations, of course. And they agreed to work together for the vision of net zero carbon emissions uh, on the Korea peace process. Moon requested continued support from Vienna. Uh, and it's quite telling because Austria is actually home to more than 40 international organizations dealing with disarmament and non-proliferation. Mm. The IAEA, for one, is based in Austria. Mm. Uh, so getting help from them is certainly uh, an achievement. And the leaders also attended the signing ceremony of a pact on promoting cultural cooperation as well. Uh, Moon also said he will actively consider supplying COVID-19 vaccines to North Korea if the regime accepts his offer. Uh, Van der Bellen also said his government was willing to help if North Korea wanted it. Mm. And if there were any signs of infection, North Korea still to this day claims they are COVID free. Mm. Uh, Moon also met with the leader of Austria's parliament, Wolfgang Sobotka expressing hope for closer cooperation between the two countries' lawmakers mm. as well. As these meetings go, it's incredibly cordial and it's a blueprint as yeah. to how the two countries can further collaborate, right? Yeah. That's where we leave things and we're going to move on to our second keyword of the day. Systemic challenge. Ah, that's according to West, at least. Elsewhere in Europe, NATO held a summit and has taken quite a forceful tone on China, I think namely to counter China. So what did the alliance have to say? Yeah, the summit communique said that Beijing presents a systemic challenges uh, for the Transatlantic Security Alliance. It actually marks the first time for NATO to confront China's military ambitions that strongly. Uh, And it also marks a a diplomatic victory for U.S. President Joe Biden Mm. uh, because he's been urging a lot of the allies uh, NATO included to stand up to China's rising power. Uh, NATO leaders expressed concern over Beijing's development of nuclear missiles, accusing the country of undermining the global rules-based system. Uh, while they avoided calling China a rival, they did express concern about what they called its uh, coercive policies, mm. uh, the opaque ways it is modernizing its armed forces and also its use of disinformation. Mm. Uh, they called on Beijing to uphold its international 
commitments and to act responsibly in the international system. Uh, now, the language which will now set the path for uh, alliance policy, uh, probably NATO and US or US-NATO uh, policy, it actually comes a day after the G7 also issued a statement on human rights in China and Taiwan. So it seems like Joe Biden is getting his wish of getting the Western powers together against uh, China's rising power. And of course, Beijing is not going to be happy at lashed out saying the West is slandering China's reputation. <laughs> and so these US-China tensions uh, will not be simmering down anytime soon. It's just escalating forward to the point yeah. where it seems like, well, the two leaders be able to sit down and actually, you know, duke things out. Well, yeah. I don't <laughs> think any such meeting is uh, likely, but if it right. was to happen, I don't think much would uh, come out of it. All right, we're going to move on to our third keyword of the day. Radiation leak. Uh, staying with China, there's reports of radiation leak at a nuclear plant there. Uh, what do we know so far, Adam? Yes, yeah, so a CNN citing U.S. intelligence reports uh, is reporting that the Taishan nuclear power plant is believed to have been leaking for at least two weeks. Now, American agents have reportedly spent the last week monitoring the situation mm. after a French a French firm which co-owns the plant uh, flagged the issue to Washington. Uh, the reports by from a warned that the situation has the potential to turn into a major disaster, but it is not yet at crisis level, so we are safe for the time being. Uh, however, the Chinese owners of the plant insisted in a report that everything is normal. So mm. again, we're having these uh, mixed signals from co-owners, which mm. is uh, particularly concerning. Uh, Framatome has confirmed it is working to fix a performance issue at the site, is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the French energy company EDF also released a statement saying there has been an increase in noble gases detected in the plant's cooling system. Now, no science lesson here. Noble <laughs> gases are some of the byproducts of nuclear fission and may indicate there is a leak in the reactor. Uh, EDF confirmed that the gases were deliberately released because of a fuel rod problem and it did stress that the plant is not in a scenario of an accident with a melting core but rather controlled emissions. So this report has kind of sparked these concerns that maybe uh, a devastating Chernobyl-like incident might happen but uh, they're downplaying those concerns for the moment and everything so far seems to be under control. According to the Chinese part of the operators, right? right? Well, even the French as well. I mean, they're saying it's nothing too serious at the moment. They are still working on, well, what Framatome is saying, the performance Mm. issue anyway. So we'll have to see. All right. On to our fourth keyword of the day. Putin lashes out. Speaking of the West and, uh, well, other countries not getting along, uh, Russian <laughs> President Vladimir Putin has lashed out at Western accusations against his government um, spying for one. Uh, what did he have to say? Yeah, there's a whole slew of accusations there's against Russia. so many. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Russia is kind of cornered at the moment, especially yeah. by the U.S. Um, in an interview with NBC News, it's interesting, a U.S. news outlet, uh, Putin denied ordering a hit on political mm. rival Alexei Navalny. That's made a lot of headlines, and that's been kind of one of the main accusations. Uh, there's been a, an, a, a, a suspected assassination mm. attempt on him, and he's also in prison as well at the, as we speak. And he also sought to compare crackdowns on his political enemies and the arrests of anti-government protesters to the Capitol Hill riot in January. Uh, Putin said the arrests of hundreds of suspects in the insurrection and the death of one rioter show that the U.S. targets its citizens for their political opinions Mm. as well. So Putin is basically saying Mm. Washington is also cracking down on political dissent. Uh, He used a a Russian quote 
uh, also saying, don't be mad at the mirror if you are ugly. So basically <laughs> saying that the U.S. shouldn't be accusing others. It should be looking at itself. Is it also accusing the U.S. of being a little ugly internal- <laughs> internally, that is? Could be. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it wasn't very subtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not, however, rather note that the Capitol Hill rioters have been charged with physical destruction and violence, not mm-hmm. actually necessarily for political dissent. Okay. Uh, he also claimed that the U.S. and other countries had uh, no evidence for allegations of election interference. That was mm. also big, especially during the Trump uh, presidency. Yeah. Yes, so that whole campaign as well. Ransomware attacks, the, the colonial pipeline attacks recently, and other malicious activities for which the West has blamed Russia or even Russia-based actors in recent years. Uh, he also repeated the call, actually, for the US and Russia to actually join forces to fight cybercrime. Mm. Um, and also, interestingly, uh, Putin's interview just comes days before he's <laughs> going to be meeting with Joe Biden face-to-face. Do you think that alleviates the situation or mm. exacerbates it? Because I there? think it's definitely the latter. I mean, there's been rising tensions before the meeting actually is taking place. I mean, Biden's been lashing out at Russia, Russia's been lashing out at the U.S. Or or perhaps, perhaps this makes it more effective for them to get to the agenda as opposed to beating around the bush. That's the hope anyhow. Are you meant to UFC by any chance? Uh, No. It's but, kind of like hmm. a UFC kind of fight, you know, hmm. the big matchup yeah. between two maybe uh, heavyweights yeah. and uh, the build-up to it is always tense and a lot of mudslinging happening before. It's kind of similar to what's happening here. That's actually pretty. I, I can yeah. see a political cartoon yeah. with yeah. the Russia stamped on it, US stamped yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh, there's bound to be. <laughs> there's bound to be online. Yeah. All right, <laughs> on to our fifth keyword of the day. Delta variant. Uh, Turning to the pandemic now, the Delta variant is sparking concerns, namely in the U.S. and the U.K. Britain could also delay the easing of the pandemic-related restrictions. So what's the latest? Yeah, the U.K. uh, began easing in March, these restrictions, and was expected to actually fully reopen next Monday. But that goal has been overturned after a 50% increase in positive tests in the past week with the Delta variant. Uh, that was first detected in in India. Uh, That variant actually now accounts for more than 90% of cases in Britain, so it is certainly a cause for concern. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cases are now at their highest level also since February, although uh, hospitalizations and deaths uh, have actually remained in check. Uh, also, more than 40% of the adult population are fully vaccinated. So mm-hmm. there are some uh, silver linings there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the next phase of reopening will be delayed by four weeks to July 19th. He said he was confident he won't need more than four weeks as millions more people get fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UK has been having a, a very quick vaccination rate. Now, in the US, about uh, 10% of cases have been identified as the Delta variant. So it's not as extreme as in the UK. Uh, But experts there believe the mutation will likely become the dominant strain in America and actually could lead to more outbreaks for unvaccinated people this fall. Uh, There is still not a lot we know about the Delta variant, but uh, early evidence does seem to suggest that it could be more contagious and dangerous than the other variants. So that's why uh, Mm. a lot of health authorities are on high alert. Uh, but the thing is, at least for the dominant forms of vaccines that are being used right now, it is mm. proven to be effective against Delta variant too, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is another sort of incentive for the governments to push people to get vaccinated mm-hmm. further. Yeah. All right, staying with the vaccine, but bringing things back home, this is our last keyword of the day. 
vaccine mishaps. Uh, as vaccinations pick a pace in Korea, there are also growing reports of mishaps. So what's the latest? Yeah, it's a bit disheartening because uh, at a time when we're trying to encourage people to get vaccinated, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, a lot of slip ups happening and it right. doesn't really bode well for Korea's vaccination campaign. No. Uh, and there are reports of a military hospital in Tegu giving a saline solution as a vaccine uh, in, with only a tiny amount of the actual COVID vaccine dose. Uh, whether it was deliberate or not, we don't know. Mm. Uh, what was known to be deliberate was a hospital in Intern. There was a case where only half the amount of the AstraZeneca vaccine was injected into some 40 people. There has been accusations and suspicions that that was deliberate because they didn't want to use up all the doses that they had. They so wanted instead to they split it up into smaller portions? Right. It's and, much uh, smaller. Yeah, I, I actually spoke to an expert on this yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, luckily, luckily, there hasn't been any severe kind of side effects or any uh, less protection because of it but that doesn't mean that it should be a common practice sure. uh, on the other hand also at a clinic in Puan County five people were injected with five times the rec- recommended amount of the Janssen vaccine that clearly cannot be intentional no that was uh, apparently a mishap okay. um, but uh, also fortunately no serious side effects or uh, adverse reactions happened mm. because of it but it is still early days we, we still don't know there could be mm. uh, but hopefully fingers crossed there isn't uh, health authorities have confirmed 105 administrative errors out of nearly 15 million vaccinations uh, given mm. here most of the errors involved administering vaccines to unauthorized people mm. most of them were cases of giving the astrazeneca vaccine to people aged under 30 as we know uh, those aged under 30 aren't allowed to get the astrazeneca vaccine yet uh, 10 cases were related to vaccine administration interval errors mostly mm. giving the second dose of a vaccine early Earlier than the recommended time. Mm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem that needs to be addressed. And and the thing is, yeah. at least the very least, there are watchdogs that are keeping mm. tabs on where the mishaps are actually happening, right? Yeah, I mean, it's happening in other countries as well. But I think sure. Korea, just because of that, we shouldn't, you know, find solace in that. I mean. Just because someone jumps off a cliff doesn't mean you jump off with them. You know, I mean, it's, Korea should kind of set a good example. It's right. been doing okay so far, and it right. doesn't want to really taint its reputation because of these mishaps. All right. Uh, thank you so much for today's coverage, Adam. As always, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.